Welcome to Kodesh Louisville. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Harold Eddie He serves as a reverend in the United Denominations, originating of the Lighthouse Group of Churches, with over 3,000 branches worldwide. Reverend Harold currently pastors the Louisville Branch, a vibrant church located in the Kentucky area. We believe this message will give you the grace to strengthen your Christian life. Now listen to Reverend Harold. gives his healing and his grace I don't know about you but you have come to the giver of life you have come to the giver of hope you have come to the giver of all things if the Lord does not allow you you cannot live and so as you come before him I just want you to release yourself before God and lift up your voice and begin to bless his name Lift up your voice all over the sanctuary. If you are chewing a gum or anything, just put it to the side. Give reverence to the Lord this morning. Just bless His name. Just bless His name. Just bless His name. Just bless His name. Father, you are the one that we adore. You are the one that we praise, oh God. You are the one, oh God. You give your healing and you give your grace, oh God. We honor you, oh God, this morning. We bless your name. We give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise. We give you praise, we give you praise. We give you praise for who you are. We thank you. We thank you. I want us to pray. I want us to pray for the mercy and the grace of God. Bible says that we should come before God boldly into the throne room of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in times of our need. This morning our father the bishop was leading the church to pray for the grace just let, pray for the grace the grace of god that you will find grace in the sight you will find favor in the sight of god that god will show you mercy no matter what you are going through that the mercy and the grace of god will abound in your life my brother my sister this is what you need we need the grace of god it is the grace that causes us to be able to leap over all it is the grace of god that causes us to rise up from our sick bed it is the grace of god that causes is our levels to change it is the grace of God that makes us able to do exceedingly and abundantly it's the grace of God that helps us even to accomplish the things that otherwise we could not accomplish lift up your voice and pray for the grace and the mercy of God 
pray for that mercy the grace and the mercy of God all over the place lift up your voice and pray choir pray as instrumentalists continue to play just lift up your voice and pray for the grace pray for the grace your grace your grace my God the grace of God the grace of God to move forward the grace of God to move forward pray for the grace of God to move forward some of us have been stuck in our ways for a while but God is about to change your level it's about to shift you to the next level it's about to deliver you from the enemy it's about to deliver you but pray for the grace the grace the grace the grace the grace the grace pray for the grace pray for the grace for your life a grace for your life like never before the grace of God repent the level of Satan Close your eyes and pray for the grave. Lift up your holy hands. Lift up holy hands. Lift up holy hands. Pray for the grace of God. Pray for the grace of God. Lift up your holy hands. 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 Repent the Lebanon. Repent the Lebanon. Repent the Lebanon. Pray for the grace of God. Pray for the grace of God. Lift up your holy hands and pray for the grace of God. My God, grace, grace, grace. Great grace, great grace, great grace. Let the grace, let the grace, let the grace. Let the grace, let the grace. Lift up your hands up. A sign of faith. Lift up your hands to him. No matter what you are going through, no matter your struggle, no matter your pain, the grace of God, the grace of God, my God, the grace to pastor the church, the grace of God, the grace to pastor your people, the grace to lead your people, and grace like never before. Pray for the grace, pray for the grace. Open your mouth, pray for the grace. Oh, let the grace of God, let the grace of God, the grace, the grace, the grace. Oh, my help, my help, my help, oh, all of my help come from the Lord. Lift up your hands and tell him, my
Heavenly Father, we lift up our eyes to the hills. From whence cometh our help? This morning we stand before this congregation, making the declaration that our help comes from you. I pray for a supernatural grace upon your church. A grace that would help us, oh God, to go to the next level. No matter where anyone, oh God, is stuck. I pray for the power of the Holy Ghost. I pray for the anointing of God. My God, to take us to the next level. My God, everything that has been a limitation. Our help comes from you. Our help comes from you. Help your church. Help your people. Help every marriage, Lord. Help every child that has become wayward. Help all finances. Help, oh God, the health of your people. For all of our help comes from you, Lord. All of our help comes from you. This morning we honor you, Lord, for this opportunity to come. May we find grace and obtain your mercy, Lord. May we find the grace that would help us, Lord, in times of need. I pray for them that are brokenhearted. I pray for them that are weary in their spirit. Them that, oh God, have been abused. And them, oh God, that have been chastised, oh God. Them that are full of fear. Let your Holy Spirit descend and help us, Lord. Help us. Help your church. Help your people. In the mighty name of Jesus. And all of the saints will say, All of my help cometh from the Lord. Hallelujah. Shall we have our seat in the presence of the Lord? Shall we have our seat? I don't want to see any empty spaces. Let's fill the empty spaces. If there's an empty spot, just fill those empty spots. Amen. Let's move forward. Let's fill the empty spots. Amen. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Fill every empty spot. Amen. What a joy. This should not be anything that should create any noise. Let's fill the empty spots. What a joy. If an empty spot became available in front of you, just jump into it. Amen. Hallelujah. What a joy and what a blessing. Amen. I see some two spots here. Please come and fill them quickly. Hope, come. There's a, a spot there. Hope, fill that spot. Amen. Hallelujah. What a joy. Tell the person, I'm very glad. Don't worry about the empty space. Hallelujah. Our sister sitting over there, just jump into an empty space in front of you. Amen. The congregation looks much more presentable to God when we actually sit by each other. There is a bond. Amen. If there is an empty space, please come and fill it to be helpful. There are spots here. Create room for some group. Yeah, Hope, come. Come, please. Fill those spots. Very powerful. Yeah. Dotun, since you have come close, sit in that spot right there. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. What a joy it is. Now, look up and give the Lord a smile. If I say give a smile, you may not smile nicely. So now look up to God and give the Lord a smile and tell him, thank you, Lord, for bringing me here. 
before I say anything, are we ready? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to watch a very simple thing. Next week, Sunday, is a time we are setting aside to honor the prophet of this house. So I didn't hear any excitement from anybody. Amen. Hallelujah. This tells me how, how we don't value something like that. Amen. Because this should bring excitement. Because our prosperity is linked to the prophet. Hallelujah. So just a, a short clip quickly. Amen. This is, amen. Oh, put your hands together for the Lord. This was a camp meeting that we had. Hallelujah. With our father excited, very anointed, yet very personal. Hallelujah. Amen. And next week, we are honoring him for his leadership. Hallelujah. One of the things that we have to understand what it means to honor the prophet. Hallelujah. And today I'm going to teach us about that. I want us to just, you know, be blessed and be happy about it. Because by a prophet, the people were delivered out of bondage. Hallelujah. Amen. And our father, as was being said, founded this church way back over 25 years ago and by the grace of god god has led him we have over 3,000 churches across the world an author of many books hallelujah all these books that he writes is to train pastors we have missionaries in every part of the world hallelujah and still missionaries are being sent lives are being changed we have when we go to places there's free medical service. Go to villages. Create room to have surgeries. Help many lives. Amen. What a father that we have. Hallelujah. So in our church, there, are two, there, there, there is a day that is set apart to honor the prophet of the house. Amen. And that day is every first Sunday of October. It's what we call Galatians 6, 6 Sunday. Hallelujah. Amen. And that day is specifically set apart to honor the prophet of the house. Hallelujah. And by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of what? Egypt. And by a prophet was what? He preserved. Hallelujah. And it is important that we recognize, we recognize the significance of a father, a prophet that God has given to us. Amen. I know sometimes it may be like, oh, are we worshiping a man or anything? I'll, I'll show you in scriptures the significance. Your prosperity is linked to believing in your prophets. Can I have an amen? Your prosperity is linked to believing in the prophets. Hallelujah. Not that putting your trust in him, but believing that this is a servant of the Most High that God has sent for us. Hallelujah. So I believe that our lives will be changed. Amen. And so, I'm just going to go ahead and preach. Today, I want to preach to us about the honor and the anointing. The honor and the anointing. Hallelujah. You can take notes. Amen. The honor and the anointing. Tell somebody the honor and the anointing. Tell somebody the honor and the anointing. Most of the times, when you see a man of God, when you see an anointed man of God, people see people differently. Somebody may look at me and say that, oh, he's my instructor. Hallelujah. 
but doesn't know that outside the classroom, God has placed his hand upon my life. You can also be sitting in the church and feel that he's just a singer. Majority of the people that knew me in my college days, when they think about me, they think about the guy that can sing. Little did they know that God has called me and has placed his hand upon me. Some people also see a prophet like he's just an ordinary husband. One of the, the woes of pastor's wife is that they see their husband as an ordinary person. When he sleeps, he snores. So it's a, you can only think about him as the snoring husband. But as a God has placed something upon their life. Hallelujah. So why am I saying all this? In? There is significant the honor and the anointing. Go with me to Mark chapter 6 from verse 1, 1 to 5. Mark chapter 6 from verse number 1 to 5. Are you here or you are going home? Are you here or you are going home? Shake the person sitting by you. Make sure they are here. Some people might have left and gone home. Hallelujah. All right. So in Mark chapter 6 verse 1, he said that, And he went out from thence and came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence has this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him? And even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. So Bible says that Jesus Christ came to his own country. And then he entered the synagogue. He went to the church and he began to preach. As he began to teach, people saw the power that was in the words that he was speaking. They marveled. They realized that and they said that, what manner of wisdom is this? What type of wisdom is this? That mighty works are wrought by his hands. They were amazed at what Jesus Christ was doing. It means that they saw the power of God being manifested in their lives as they sat down. Can I have an amen? amen? But let's keep on going. Then verse 3. They say that, Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James and Joseph, and of Judah and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. Hallelujah. Immediately, they reduced the prophet. To the category of a carpenter, Bible says that they were offended in him. Can I have an amen? amen? That is why it is so important that when we see a prophet or when we see a man of God, we have to look at them in awe. Because without that eyes, you, you, you will not be able to receive from them. Let's keep on going. What verse are we on? Just checking. Verse 4. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, and among his own kin, and in his own what? house. What Jesus Christ was saying was that, give, give us the verse, go back, go back. He said that, and Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not, he realized that not is negative, right? And without is also negative. Which makes it positive. So in actual fact, what this verse is saying that a prophet has honor except that the prophet is among his own people. So, but Jesus answered and said to them, a prophet is not without honor 
but in his own country and among his own kin and what? In his own house. So whilst the prophet was in his own house, they have reduced him to a carpenter. It's not the mother Mary. That Jesus Christ that we heard that the mother and the father never slept, but Holy Ghost came, boom, and he was born. Is he, is he somebody that we can believe in? People had so many things they could think about. But what I'm saying is that we must begin to renew our mind about a prophet is a prophet. An anointed man of God is an anointed man of God. And when there is an opportunity to honor, you must put your entire self into it. Can I have an amen? amen. Is somebody still here? Hallelujah. Oh, God has blessed us with such a great prophet. Then look at it. What verse are we on? Bible says that and he could dare do no mighty works save that what he laid his hands upon a few sick folks and then healed them the person that was his hands was doing mighty works because the people reduced him to a carpenter where we come from if you're a carpenter you are non-entity it's just two nails and then they have a hammer right here that's all hallelujah are you still here and he could dare do no what mighty works save that word he laid his hands on a few of them under the prophets and you will see mighty works happening in your life jesus christ could do no miracle when you continue to read give us the next verse give us the next verse give us the next verse look at something and he marveled because of their what their unbelief And he went round about the villages teaching. It's like when he came to his people, they did not accept him. So he left them. And then he went to the villages. Now look at verse 7. The person that they did not regard. Bible says that, and he called unto him, what? The twelve, and began to send them for two by two. And gave them power over unclean spirits. The person who could not heal anybody, the person who could not do any miracles, he did not even go to the village himself. He called them two by two and sent them. Gave them power. Look at it. Keep going. And commanded them that they should what? Take nothing for their journey. Save a staff only. Hallelujah. Not scraped or bread, or no money, and all that. But Bible tells when you continue to say that, that miracles, signs, and wonders, things were happening because God had given them what? Power. Believe in his prophets. Because a prophet has no honor except among his own people. Hallelujah. 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 A prophet has no honor. Sometimes when I stand here, you look at me, you think I'm a small boy. But there is a grace of God upon my life. I don't need your approval, but I'm telling you. Some of you, your future, your prosperity is linked with the words that come out of my mouth. If you believe it, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Until you learn to say, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. He said, henceforth, you will not see me again. I was telling the morning people a story. And I'm not saying this to praise myself. Just Monday, I went for a doctor's appointment with my father-in-law. And when we were coming, we were on Newberg, exited Newberg, and we we're going down the freeway. Then, I was looking for a space 
to do something. So somebody had told me about Austin office space on Goldsmith Lane, right? So I was driving on Newberg Road. Then you saw there's a PNC bank there. When I got to the PNC, I had passed. Then all of a sudden, I just felt that, you know what? We, now, we are not going home to go and do anything. So I made a U-turn and I went on Goldsmith Lane. Then I drove. As I drove, we got to the Austin, what, uh, offices. I saw one parking, I passed. I saw another parking, I passed. I saw another parking, I passed. And I went to park all the way down the last but one parking. When I got down from the car, I saw this white man. He was frozen on his track. He, he just had a, a mini stroke. And then he had his cane. And from the way we saw him, this man has been standing there for a long time because his sweater was wet. And according to him, he just drove. He went to deliver food to people. And when he was coming, he was trying to lift up his left hand to pick up his phone. And he saw that it's not working. So I said, sir, do you need help? He looked at me and said, I guess. And if you know there's a, a, a tall tower over there, you need somebody to allow you to enter. So all I did was that I went there, I was trying, there was nobody there. Then luckily, God sent another angel. A truck was coming and opened the door and I sneaked in. When I went to the man, I said, do you need that? What is happening? The man was just frozen like that. But my father-in-law was watching the movie. <laughs> Sitting in the car, wondering what was going on. So if I'm telling a lie, go and ask him. This man was there. We tried to get the man to walk. He could not. So we managed to struggle to have him sit in his car. Then I said, sir, I'm in the medical field. Should I call EMS? Because I did all the assessment. There was no sledge speed or drooling of the face or anything like that. He was talking to me. He explained what happened to him. But all of a sudden, the left side was shut down. He could not do anything with it. Then, as we were talking, as we were talking, as we were talking, he was sitting there, I said, I need to call EMS. Then he said, no. Because I'm DNR. Do not resuscitate. It means that when he falls down and he's dying, allow me to die and go due to one or two reasons. I looked at him and I said, sir, do you know that if you were my father, he said I should leave and go. He will be okay. I said, do you know that if my, you are my father, I cannot leave you. He said, that is why I'm not your father. <laughs> hey! At a point, I just realized that there was nothing I can do. So the man saw that I was also getting wet. Then he told me to, he got an umbrella and gave the umbrella to me. As we kept talking, as we kept talking, I had no choice than to leave him. And as I was about to walk away, I said, can I pray with you? Then he said, yes. Then I went to him, the left side, and I held this hand. And I said, I said, Lord, heal him, give him strength, give him strength. I asked him to touch him first. Then I said, Lord, give him strength. Give him strength. Give him strength. Heal him. Heal Mr. David. Help his life. Help him. Whatever is wrong, Lord, fix it. Did I believe in the prayer? I was just doing my duty as a minister of God. So that when they come back and they say that we found this man, you were the last person who had contact with him, I will say that I offered him everything, even I prayed for him. I had faith in the prayer. I don't... I had faith in the prayer that as a minister of God, when I pray, something can happen. But was I expecting to see immediate results? The answer is no. So I, I left him. He said, I thank you very much. I left him. And as I was going, I went to the gate and realized that somebody had to let me out. I sneaked in. I can't sneak out. Somebody had to let me out. 
So I was coming back to the man. Like, now I'm stuck with him. I was coming back to the man. When I was approaching the car, I saw the man was out of the car. And then he was walking. He was walking. My father-in-law is here. The man was walking. So I went back and then I held him. The side that was weak. And I saw, Lord, give him strength. As he took steps. As he took steps. Then he became stronger. Then he became stronger. Then he became stronger. Then I told him that God really loves you. God has sent an angel. I'm a minister of God. He said, then I'm going to hell. He was confident in the fact that he's going to hell. I said, don't say that. God loves you. Then I told him how that I was on the way going somewhere. And the Lord diverted me and sent me to a place to go and look for something that I did not need. And I was telling him that God, I walked with this man. Then at a point in time, he said that I believe the prayer worked. That was his own words. He believes that the prayer worked. When we got to the door, and then look, the person's left side, he used the left hand to hold the door and to pull the door for me to enter. When he got to the elevator, he used the same left side to push the elevator. So I called the man and stood to the side. I said, you need to consider to give your life to Jesus because God loves you so much because it blew my mind what God has done. Then he said he cannot do that. He cannot give his life to Christ. And I said, I pray for you. I prayed with him again, and then I left him. But as I was going, one of the things I was asking the Lord, for him to know that the prayer worked, God should even reveal himself to him more. The man was frozen. Why am I saying all those things? Believe in the prophet that God sent you. Hallelujah. Sometimes it's a simple prayer. You may not know. And I'm not saying that I'm any special. But what I'm saying is that if God calls you, and places his hand upon you, he would do things that would honor the call that he has placed upon your life. Can I have an amen? It's a good place to put your hands together for the Lord. So honor the prophets of God. Look at them in awe. And God has given us a father, our bishop. I mean, the anointing that is upon the man's life, it's not compared to anything that is working on the face of the earth. If you like, go and check. If you like, go and check. When it comes to evangelism, that's one of the number one evangelistic moves all through Africa. Gone, you know, right now we are going to South America. We're going to every island. Every island is going to experience the Healing Jesus campaign service. Yeah. Hallelujah. Which is going to be a lot of cost. Many people come into the saving knowledge of Christ. Books are written, free medical. I mean, what a leader. What a leader. And God has given us an opportunity to set a day aside to honor this anointing. I believe that God loves us. If God loves us, he sends us a man. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus Christ said that a prophet is, without, is not without honor except with his own people. It means that we don't give honor to the prophets that God has given to us. Write this down. Number one. I'm going to give you three points. Every, every good message has three points. Give you three points. It's a good message. Then we are gone. Can I have an amen? I'm teaching you how to preach. Every good message has three points. Point number one. Where the anointing is not honored, it does not work. When the anointing is not honored, it does not work. This man did not know me anywhere. He said he was going to hell. But God showed him mercy. And then he recognized that indeed... God has sent somebody his way. He said, the prayer that you prayed 
some way, somehow, the prayer worked. May prayers work for you. May the prayers that are prayed by our bishop work for you. May the prayers of the house work for you. As you are praying, the Lord deliver them and Lord give them grace. May those prayers work for you. Believe it and God will save your life. Believe it. I tell you, believe it. Just yesterday, somebody called me. I was talking to somebody. I just made a casual statement and the person took the statement. I was encouraged because what I told the person to do that he has already done. Me, I wanted to do, I have not done. I was encouraged. So I was telling my wife, ah, it looks like I just casually said, the guy has said it. They say, you, when you talk, you now listen to yourself because there are certain things that you say that God is guiding you to guide people. Hallelujah. Are you still here or you have gone home? So where the anointing is not what? Honored. It does not work. Let us honor the anointing that is upon our father in this house. When there is a camp meeting, we have to go. Honor that anointing. Make room to go. I have never seen such great anointing before. But if you encounter him, if you have watched any of the Healing Jesus campaign services, when you just stand there, receive your healing, doesn't shout, doesn't say anything. Demons are coming out. They are going out. They are going out. By the time, miracles, every miracle that is in the Bible, the Healing Jesus campaign has witnessed it. Are you still here? Are you still here? When you analyze, when they analyze Jesus Christ, they were offended. Remember the ministers God have chosen, they are ordinary people. They are also people with mistakes. But guess what? For you to be blessed by a, a prophet or an anointed man of God, don't look at the person. It's God who places the anointing upon that man's life. Can I have an amen? Amen. The man can be your countryman. It could be somebody who used to, in your village, cut down palm wine, palm tree and make palm wine. And you used to buy palm wine from, from him. If the Lord has anointed him, God can deliver you with their life. Look at the next person sitting by you. Tell them that, can you recognize an anointed person? Ask them, can you recognize an anointed person? Tell them that if you can't, you are sitting by one. <laughs> Tell them you are sitting by one. So watch out. Don't be offended. He said that the people were offended in him because is he not the carpenter's son? Is you know his brothers not yet? Don't we know his sisters? Is this not Mary's son? And because of the fact that they knew his his, his history, they were offended. How dare he come and he say that he's the son of God? He's the Messiah. Where did this one come from? When we were in school, I used to make a a a. He made z z z. Then now he said he's a bishop. Do not be deceived. If God calls you and places his hand upon you, if you respect the anointing, your life will never be the same. May your life never be the same. I say, may your life never be the same. This is a biblical principle, church. We must understand the reason why we need to honor Galatians 6 is the reason why we must honor the prophet of the house. 
I'm not saying I'm the prophet. Oh. I am a junior prophet because there are levels. He is the founder of this ministry. He is our prophet. He is our papa. He is the one that gives us guidance and leadership. You must understand. It's a biblical principle. When he said, honor your fathers and it shall be well with you. It was not a joke. You will live long and it shall be well with you. Honoring the father, the prophet of the house, it shall be well with you. The young people, they believe in every word that he says. Connect to the podcast. Connect to the podcast. Know who your father is. Know who he is. Because there's a great anointing in this house that can change your life and that can change where you are going. Believe it. And your life will never be the same. Can I have an amen? 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 An anointed man can be walking in your midst and you will not see it. And you are so that this is my choir member. You have missed it. You have missed it. You have missed it. Let me tell you. You see, it's so amazing that yesterday I was asking my, my wife, do I look like a reverend minister? No, I'm asking you a question. Who do men say that I am? You, do I look like a reverend minister? Uh, uh, brother, Steve-O. Why? Huh? I mean, it just... Is it because I'm handsome? No, no. Whenever I see you, I see there's um, a blessing. Do you know, there are several times... Even just yesterday, a man was driving by the road. We went for evangelism and he stopped this car. He said, are you the reverend? One time I was at work, I took care of this lady. And as I was walking out of the place, the lady said that, young man, can you pray for me? I asked her, why did you choose me? Why did you choose? Because many people had come and they are gone. Pray for me. She started telling me about the struggles and the troubles that they were going through. He and the daughter said, pray for me. I asked a woman, 87-year-old woman, why did you choose me? He said, one Christian knows another Christian. Amen. I'm telling you. One Christian. There was one brother, we went to evangelism yesterday, we met him, the guy has so many theories that he wanted. I stood there. He said, many people passed, but when I saw you people come in, I chose you. After that, he told me that I thank God for meeting you to enrich my life. What am I saying? Do I look like a reverend minister? I'm an ordinary man. But God places this grace upon the people that he has called. Maybe you see me as a, a simple person. I am simple. But the hand of the Lord does rest upon me. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? Why is the pastor saying all this? Unless you begin to see an anointing walking amongst you, I am telling you, by words from my mouth, people have been delivered from jail. By words from my mouth, people have been delivered from calamities and difficulties. Things that we don't regard. So under the grace, and this grace that is upon my life, it is just a trickle. The mega grace is upon our papa. The prophet. Listen to his messages. Listen to his messages. Connect to the podcast. Show me his picture. Show me his picture. Honor him. 
honor him. Let us learn to honor. Prepare, take a, a, buy a card, something, write something. Prepare a seed. Break the back of poverty in your own life. I've gone to a meeting before. He was raising funds. That time I was broke like a church mouse. I remember when I was going to bring my checkbook to sign, I knew that this check, 99.999%, it will bounce if they go and deposit it immediately. I gave $100. I got $10,000 back. I'm telling you, not that they say. I gave $100. I remember I told the Lord, the Lord, multiply this seed. Even though, because God will give a seed to a sower. And then, by the grace of God, the grace that is upon us, that you don't know, you have no idea. That same grace that has caused a small church to become a multi-million dollar ministry with many books that have been written, that same anointing can affect your business. I say that same anointing can affect your business. That same anointing can change your child. That same anointing, as he stands to pray, he gets into his closet and he's praying. He doesn't even know you, but the prayers of the father, it affects his children. When he lifts up, he says, Father, bless my churches in North America. Oh, you are part of it. Can I have an amen? Oh, Lord, help us. Are you still here? If an anointing is not respected, Elisha, Elisha was sick and he died and they buried him. Then one day, people were carrying a dead body and there was war and soldiers were coming. They panicked. They threw the dead body into what? The coffin of Elijah and the dead body came back alive. Hallelujah. It came back alive. It was like there was still some anointing left in the bones. May the anointing of the Lord rest upon you. I say, may the grace of God rest upon you. May you be able to lift up your hands. Pray for your child that is sick and your child be healed. In the mighty name of Jesus, receive the grace to walk in the supernatural. Receive the grace to walk in the supernatural. Because when the anointing that you respect is the anointing that works for you. Anointing that works for you. Many children, they have come. Communion. Our father is having communion. And they said that they've come to stand in for their family members. And they will be standing in Accra. And a family member in some village rises from their sick bed. Tumor is being dissolved. This power is working amongst us. And we don't even care to know who he is. Don't allow yourself to miss this. Can I have an amen? Second Chronicles chapter 20 verse 20. When you don't honor the anointing, it doesn't work. He said that early in the morning, they rose up and then went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood up and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of what? Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. So shall what? Ye be what? Established. You believe in God. To be established. Hallelujah. The Greek word is what? A man. You, you are established. When you put your faith in God. And a man meaning that you are nurtured. You are cared for. When you put your trust in God. God cares for you. God takes care of your need. But he said believe his prophets. And you shall prosper. Chalak. 
which means that you advance. When you believe the words of the prophet, when you honor the prophet, you advance. Prosperity and advancement comes with belief. The two must go together. You cannot just believe in God and not believe in the prophet because if God loves you, he sends you a man. If God loves you, he sends you a man. God will never just show up. He, well, even when he shows up in your dream, he will tell you that go to this man and let this man pray for you. Are you still here or you have gone home? Believe in the Lord your God. I'm not saying that don't believe it. Believe in God. Put your trust in him. Hope in the Lord. It only establishes you. You are nurtured. You are cared for. But God leaves your prosperity. God leaves your destiny and your advancement in the words of the prophet. Hallelujah. That's why don't take it for granted. Don't take our papa for granted. Don't take your pastor for granted. For all that you are not, you are not making progress because when we advise you, you don't take it. It doesn't matter your age. A word from my mouth can change the direction that you are going. Believe in his prophets and then what? You shall prosper. A man in Chalak. Tell somebody, a man in Chalak. Tell them that believe in God. Tell them believe in God. Tell them I say believe in God. I want to say it again. I say believe in God. Look. And you are established. May establishment come. May you be established in this land. Everywhere there is goodness. May you eat of it. May you eat of the good of the land. May God change your level. And then make you eat of the good of the land. And when they are looking for people that it is well with them, they will count on you. They will come to you. Hallelujah. You you have some family members that in those days, if there's anything, you think about your uncle. There's a specific uncle who looks like he has a solution because his pocket is fat. This is one of the uncles. All of you, look at this uncle here. His pocket will be fat. Hallelujah! But when you believe in his prophet, then he said that you prosper. You prosper. You prosper. Our father, he teaches the young people to prosper. We have people who have listened to him own hospitals. Not one hospital, not a clinic, own hospitals. People, even just fashion, fashion, just simple. Last time he was talking about the first uh, person who sold cement for him to build the building. Now the person is a millionaire because all the buildings that are built across the world. The same architect will be sent from here to here to here to here. See how they could work around it. So one simple faithfulness. But when he was telling them to sell cement, some people who felt puffed up felt that selling cement puts you low. Believe in the prophet and you will prosper. Hallelujah. Are you still here you have gone home? Believe in the words of the prophet. When you are in need, call the prophet. Talk to the prophet. 
But it has to be a prophet that God has given authority over you. Don't just pick up a phone and call any prophet. Because sometimes even by the words that we speak, your deliverance is located in the word. Number two, quickly, right? Number two. Three points, right? It's coming. Number two. Honoring the anointing is an obligation and a legal requirement. When you hear legal, then say, hey, it's an obligation and legal requirement. Tell somebody it's an obligation and legal requirement. Honoring the anointing is an obligation and what? Legal requirement. Genesis 6 is. Galatians 6 is, sorry. Galatians 6 is. Galatians 6 is. Say, let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Communicate is an old English word which means share. Hallelujah. Share in all good things. The one that teaches you, the one that labors, the one that prays for you, the one that you know in the night is seeking that it shall be well with you. Bible says that share with them, communicate unto him what that teaches you in all good things. All good things means all good things. 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 Sometimes when you see somebody, someone says, oh, I dashed my prophet a house. You wonder. But it's part of sharing in all good things. Hey, what is this pastor doing? Is this pastor begging us to, you know? I'm not begging. It's for your own good. Because when you believe in the prophets, what happens to you? You prosper. You give one. That's what you hear. This person was dash so many cars. You don't understand why somebody would dash somebody a car. And when you find that the car is maybe like $70,000, you say, that, ah, is the person crazy? Because they know and they link it that I am who I am. One time Bishop himself said that the Lord instructed him to go and honor a bishop. That was it. His success moving. Sometimes he's traveling. He'll call a bishop and that bishop will lift up his hands. Safety is of the Lord. That's it. Because a higher anointing carries an authority that will take you place. There are levels though. You know there are levels. There are levels. There are levels. We are all reverend ministers. But when we go for pastor's meeting and some reverends come, you see that there are levels. You can explain one or two scriptures as a shepherd, but it's not the same. Can I have an tell somebody it's not the same. The message is becoming hot. Wawuzi. It's happening. Hallelujah. It's a legal requirement. He said that the one that teaches you communicate, share with them in all good things. Oh, our father has spoken into our life. He's written books that blesses our life. Sometimes I've stood here. I remember one time I took one of his book, Loyalty and Disloyalty. And there was a literal manifestation of demonic activities in the church. I preached from his books all the time. And that is what feeds us. Because this word has been tried. 
Over 60 bishops. Recently, some bishops were appointed and all that. Over all that. I mean, this same word, this same word, this same word, what it means to become a shepherd and all those things. This very same words is what is causing many things to happen all over the world. Your life is about to change. I say your life is about to change. Hallelujah. Are you still here or you have gone home? Hallelujah. The anointing will break the yoke. Respect that anointing. Let's look at it. Give us the verse 7 quickly. Verse 7. Look at it. A lot of times when we quote the verse 7, you know, we quote it trying to talk to our enemies. Hey, are you, are you still awake? He said, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. Anytime you are thinking about it, you are thinking about somebody who has done something against you. They say, you, eh, you know, whatever you sow, you will reap. It's like you are pointing fingers at them. But this was said in reference to Galatians 6. It was said in reference to what? Galatians 6. That what? Communicate in all good things. And whatsoever thing you sow, that is what you shall reap. If you ignore honoring the prophet, you reap nothing. And if you, you, you identify, you know, honoring the prophet, you reap much. That is why anybody that gives to the servant of God, you have a specific type of reward that you will receive. Can I have an amen? Matthew chapter 10 verse 44. Put it up for it. From verse 40. Look at it. Matthew 10 40. Quickly. Let's go. Put it up. Matthew 10 chapter 4, verse 40. Then say that. He that receiveth you receiveth me. Jesus Christ was saying that anybody that receives you, talking to the disciple, anybody that receives the servant of God receives me. Then look at it. Then he said, well, he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. If you receive the servant of God, you have received Christ. If you receive Christ, you have received the one that sent Christ, who is God. Now look at the next verse. He that receiveth a prophet. Look at it all. He that received what? A prophet, not a carpenter. Not a carpenter. Not a carpenter. They reduced him to a carpenter. But I say that. He that received what? A prophet in the name of the prophet. Because you can receive a prophet in the name of a carpenter. You can receive a prophet in the name of a teacher. You can receive a prophet in the name of a husband. You can receive a prophet in the name of an ordinary person. But he said that he that received a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. Can I have an amen? amen? Write the number three down before I forget. Number three is that the honoring of the anointing should be done according to the proper rank. Honoring of the anointing should be done according to the proper rank. The honor that you give to me, you must upscale it when you are honoring Bishop Dagwood Mills. I forbid you to equate the two of us. I forbid you. He said that he that received a prophet in the name of the prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that received a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. It means that there is a prophet reward and there is a righteous man's reward. When you do good to help a righteous man, a saint, you receive a righteous man's reward. But when you do it for the prophet, you receive a prophet's reward. May you receive a prophet's reward. I say, may you receive a prophet's reward. May that be your portion. May it come to you with ease. Then keep on going. Look at the next one also. 
and whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water only in the name of disciple verily I say unto you he shall what in no wise lose his reward so you can honor a prophet you can honor a righteous man and you can honor a disciple or somebody simple it's not the same it is not the same and when the truth comes to us next week Sunday I encourage us I'm not begging you I'm encouraging you that as you believe in the prophet that God has given to us your life will change your children will change. Your finances will change. Prepare a special seed to honor the man of God. Not healing Jesus' campaign. You are coming to honor him. And as you honor him, say your own prayer. And I'm telling you, heaven will give you a prophetic reward. Is somebody here or you've gone home? Because all people are not the same. Hallelujah. If your goal was to come and to speak to your pastor, don't get to the door and say, oh, I met brother so-so-and-so and I told them what I needed and it's finished. You just missed it. If you are going to the pastor, you are going to the prophet, get to the prophet. Anything that intercepts or breaks it is not the thing. You have to understand, though. You have to understand. that You know, the, the, the brother can pray. It's like he's eating hot pepper. So when I was not able to get to the pastor, I just met him on the road and I told him, I said, peace be unto you. Because if you don't take care, remember that in the latter days, prophets, I believe that in our church, we have genuine pastors. We have genuine pastors. I was talking to somebody who said that if, if your goal is to come and make money in this area, blah, 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 blah. I said, when you look at me, you think my goal is to come to extort money from people? Far from it. When I appear before God, even the judgment is greater. I don't benefit from a dime from you. If you bless me, it's different. But your tithe, your offering, it never goes into my pocket. Because God has blessed me. Can I have an amen? It's, it's a good place to put your hands together for the Lord. I know a church, the pastor cannot, this message that I preach, the pastor cannot preach. Because the day the pastor made a mistake and preached about tight, all the members did not pay tight. They say, now you, you think you are, so we won't pay after, we'll see how they will pay you. But let me tell you this. A servant of God does not need anything from you. You need what God has given to them for you to tap into. Amen. Believe in the Lord your God and you will be established. Amen. Believe in his prophets. Let us honor our Papa. Let us honor the leader. Let us be thankful for the leadership. I know what I know because he had faith in me. I am a pastor standing in, in our own nice place. It's because somebody believed that your pastor is anointed. Amen. Then you are sitting here. You see him as. You have missed it. You have missed it. Tell the person you have missed it. 
Tell them the grace of God is in this place. Shall we rise to our feet? Put your hands together for the Lord. Hey, I, 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 I hear, I sense somebody saying that it is pastor, he's full of himself. You can think that. But God has called me. And God has anointed me. And I want to direct you that we have a father who is more anointed. I encourage you, if there is nothing you can do, connect to the podcast. This morning had a powerful service. Oh my God. Powerful service. A blessed service. Connect. Every, every Monday, we put the message there. Two messages he has preached in first service and second service. We put them there. He just spoke about the mysterious woman. Every woman in the house should listen to that message. Every woman in the house. I am personally going to post that message again on the women's platform. Every woman. Let me see the women in the house. All the women. I encourage you to listen to this message. We believe the word of God has actually come down to you and you have been blessed. Come join our services at 4200 Belrad Drive in Louisville, Kentucky. This and every Sunday at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m.